We got Anthony Session here on the Dino Dad chat. I feel honored to have you here. It is the mad bus driver, Anthony Session. How you doing tonight? Great, great. Hello, Dino Dad. All the folks out in TV land, radio land, some <laughs> kind of land. <laughs> well, I hope we land somewhere. That's all. Oh, yeah. man. Welcome so much. How are you doing today? You know, on a scale of one to 10, I'm a 2000, man. It's 2022 and we got shit to do. That's right. I'm feeling something good about this year. I feel like there's something happening. There's something brewing. Uh, what, just, what are you feeling right now? What are you feeling about this year? And, 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 and what are you looking forward to? You know, I just feel very energetic. You know, I feel energetic. I just know that everything's going to be okay. You know, we're just going to look. I don't spend time looking in the rearview mirror. I look forward, man. And anything's possible. Everything's possible. And it's all good. It's just a matter of my attitude and some gratitude when I get up in the morning. And let's do this. Yeah. So it, I, I heard you say look in the rearview mirror, and that instantly made me think of like how hard it is on the bus to look in the rearview mirror when you're on the bus <laughs> to see the traffic behind you. Oh man, it's the folks that it's the folks that's getting on that back door that's scary. Um, yeah, you have lots of stories about that too. You, so, yeah, and I was looking up you. You, how, you had been you had been a bus driver for how long for the city? This will be I'm coming up on my 25th year. In July, so you're still you're still at it. You're still at it. Still doing it, man. I'm just you know I'm coming to the end of the of the road on this thing, and uh, I'm very grateful. It's been one heck of a a ride, Mm -hmm. and uh, you know I'm I'm grateful for all of uh, the things that uh, being employed by King County Metro has afforded me the opportunity to do in terms of taking good care of myself and my and my family. Yeah. Yeah. So you, 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 your family lives out here, and I saw that you, you, you did you grow up in St. Louis? Yes, yes, I'm a native uh, Missourian. Yeah, the city of St. Louis, Missouri, the show me state, and that's probably why I'm kind of like I am, because I'm from the show me state, and we will show you something. And how long have you been doing comedy for? This will be my seventh year. I love the number seven. I started doing it about seven years ago. And when did it really, I mean, I know you, 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 you had, had started kind of coming up with ideas because you, you, when, you, when you have this job as a city bus driver, you got a lot of material from that. When did right. these ideas, when did it come get, occur to you? I mean, it sounded like it occurred seven years ago. You're like, I'm going to do this. But was there any time before that, that you were on the bus and just, or somewhere? Can you tell me? As much of the story, however you want to get into it, I really want to kind of dive into to, to, to who you are. Yeah, well, um, the catalyst for it was uh, my wife, uh, my beautiful wife, Kelly May, mm-hmm. Ms., Mrs. Mad Bus Driver Session, I call her, Mrs. <laughs> Mad Bus Driver. Um, and my wife, um, who is a, a stroke survivor, she had a, a massive stroke uh, many years ago. Mm-hmm. And so... Um, what I would do is I'd come home and I would, you know, tell her about the day's events and everything, you know, and so it would make her laugh because, you know, laughter is, is great medicine, you know, mm-hmm. and so I'd tell her about stuff and then sometimes I'd act out some of these crazy people that I dealt with earlier in the day and that would just tickle her. And so about, I don't know, 10, 15 years ago, she was like, you know, hun, you should, you should share that with people. And I was like, yeah, uh, I don't know if it would be funny to other people. It's funny to us. And, and, you know, I, I didn't really <clears throat> take heed to it. And she just kind of just kept at it, kept at it. And so I said, okay, this is what I'm going to do. Um, I'd always enjoyed and loved stand up comedy. Um, and uh, coming from St. Louis, um, one of my extended family members is one of the greatest who's ever done it. Um, and uh, he's the reason why a lot of the uh, comedians make the money that they do. And uh, that, that gentleman was the legendary, iconic, classic, one of the baddest men of all time, uh, the late uh, Mr. Dick Gregory, comedian. Oh, wow. Yeah, yes, Uncle Dick. And so anyway, um, I had been thinking about it and thinking about it. And so um, 
I talked to him about doing stand-up, and he said, well, what do you want to do? You know, what's, what's on your mind? I said, well, you know, I got this character um, that I want to create, and I think I'll call him the mad bus driver. And, uh, and he was like, are you angry? I said, no, Uncle Dick, I'm not angry. Mad stands for motivation and determination. Wow. And so I would go, you know, I'm mad, damn it. And, you know, that would stand for motivation and determination. And the damn it stands for driving and motivating minds in traffic. Because I work with young people, a lot of young people. <clears throat> I didn't know that. I didn't know you work with young people. I, there, there's, there's two routes I'm going to go. Yes, the motivation is really exciting. Yes. Because I feel strongly that that with any like feeling that we're having, it can work against us. But if we we kind of re reframe it or repurpose it, it can do a whole lot more. So if you have that anger, you're like, well, it's a it's some sort of energy. How can you make it kind of go forward in a healthier direction? And it sounds like between your work and all the challenges with with that, you know, that your wife has been, ha experienced and how you turn that around that, that that somehow, you know, transpired into this motivation for you. Yeah, well, you know, um, <clears throat> one of the uh, thing, you know, for me was, you know, uh, the opportunity to work with young people because, you know, I passed by a lot, you know, high, the, over the years, I've, I've driven a number of three and the four. And so I was over by Garfield High School. And, you know, I do the seven now. I'm over by Franklin High School. And, uh, you know, from time to time, you know, um, well, a lot of times over the years, you know, I'd have young people and you meet them, they get to know you. I'm their regular driver. And some of them would have, you know, problems. And, and what I found out about a lot of young, you know, there's a lot of uh, stuff in the media and uh, some of the media always, you know, they, they talk about and they highlight the, 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 the problem child, you know, but there are more good kids out there than there are the little problem boogers. And what I found <laughs> out was they, a lot of them, um, need somebody to talk to, you know, they, they need to feel like uh, somebody cares about them. And mm -hmm. I found out a lot of them are intimidated by mathematics. You know, it can be intimidating for some people, not that I'm that great at it. I'm, I'm pretty good. Uh -huh. um, I can count to 10, you know, don't ask me to do it backwards. But anyway, <laughs> um, <laughs> um, so I have some cousins and other relatives. My, and all of my relatives are basically uh, in St. Louis, but I have some uh, relatives that are uh, mathematicians and you know math teachers and stuff like that. So what I would do is, pardon me, I would talk to one of these young people and they go, "Yeah, I'm having a problem with it." I said, "Hold on, let me call my cousin." I call my cousin Pam Smith, and uh, she got a PhD and some other stuff. And I said, "You know, this person is having a problem with this. Can you help them out?" And so um, she would assist us, and we'd have these little conferences on the phone. And what I would do was I had a trick that I that I that I would do, uh, Noah. Uh, mm -hmm. What I do is I I set them up. I said, "Look, check this out. Now, you know I drive this bus. You know I've been driving this bus since you were in grade school, not in high school. Mm -hmm. If we can get your grade point average up to at least a three point five or something, so that you can get into college, because education is the key. It's the ticket. You know, with a good education, there's nothing you can't do." and you can make a lot of money if that's your thing, um, we get you up to a 3.5 or whatever, I'm going to give you some money. And they'd be like, really? I'm like, yeah. I said, as a matter of fact, what I would do is I would take a, a crispy $100 bill. I'd put it in my, I'd have it, I'd put it in the palm of my hand. Then I'd get 37 $1 bills. Mm -hmm. And then I'd take a crispy 100, another crispy $100 bill, I'd put it on the top. And so I pull it out and I got this big fat roll. And I said, you see this money right here? <laughs> now, if you accomplish the goals of working on your attendance and doing all the other things that's necessary for you to graduate, when it's time for you to graduate, I'm going to give you this money. I'm from, you know who I am. My word is bond. Everybody knows me. Mm -hmm. But you got to graduate. And I'm going to follow you along your journey. And so I'd wait until... Is about a week before they graduate. And I'd say, okay, now what day do you graduating on? And they go, hey, yeah, uh, yeah, uh, Mr. Uh, Mad Bus Driver, uh, you know, I'll be graduating on Thursday. I said, well, I tell you what, on Wednesday, 
come by and see me so you can get this money because you earned it. I said, but I got to see your report cards and I'll be watching that report cards. So by them getting ready to graduate on Wednesday, I changed bus routes on Tuesday. <laughs> <laughs> and, 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 and so uh, a few years ago, um, there were two young ladies. I was going into the Walgreens down there on 3rd and Pike. Uh-huh. And the two young ladies said, hey, 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 bu- uh, bus driver, bus driver. I turned around. Do you remember me? Young lady walked up. you remember me? I said, no, honey, I don't remember you. He said, well, my name is so-and-so, so-and-so. And I used to ride the number three and the number four by Harborview. And I used to act up. And I was acting out and everything. And you know, you, you talked to me and you got on me and you said something to me. And uh, you told me one time, young lady said, yeah, you told me one time that what I was doing wasn't ladylike. And I'd never heard of that before. But anyway, I graduated from Spelman College and she had her uh, graduation certificate. Um, it was in a little plastic card, you know. And she said, I just want to thank you for helping me. And I really appreciate you and I love you. And, and, and it, almost, it almost drove me to tears, man. I was like, well, you know, I'm glad you made it. I knew you had it in you. And I always had an extra strap because I was going to whoop you. <laughs> wow. So, so yeah, that's my, that's my wow. reward. That's my reward. Wow. That, that's very sweet though. I, that, that you, you just still thought, you found a way to motivate them and they probably were a little mad along the way, but they probably yeah. got something they learned something out of that. And it, it's really nice because you, you made an impact on this person and they did not clearly did not forget you. No, I guess I still look the same. Yeah, well, <laughs> I'm pretty close you have to a, very youth. Yeah. You have a very youthful appearance to yourself, I believe. But um, yeah, that's really interesting that you kind of found this while driving the bus that, that there were just people to support and help. Uh, uh, and, 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 you know, I, I myself have, have worked a lot with kids they, uh, over the years and it, it really is, it really is nice to, 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 to kind of connect with younger kids in a way that, you know, cause I, I look at it like this. I, I remember what it was like to be a kid. I remember how hard things were growing up at times. I know everything is relative, but I, I kind of found this pattern over the years because when I was because and it's funny you mentioned math because that was kind of my point in school where I, I realized I'm not going to do free calculus. I'm dropping it. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm just I'm just not doing it. Uh, right, my, right. my math teacher tried to get me to, to commit to staying in it. And I said, look, I'd rather just go to the easier math class, not have to try phone it in and then enjoy myself a little bit more. But, yeah. But yeah, it's that my I, I I did notice over the years, even since I was a kid, I enjoyed like get, working with kids. And uh, at some point when I moved to Seattle in 2008, I, I just said, you know, I don't I don't know what else to do. I just hope I can get a job. So I worked with like ki- like kids uh, uh, in like group 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 homes and foster care and all sorts of different things. It really oh, does right. open, yeah, it really does open your eyes to kind of just the way different people live. And uh, it, 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 you know, it, it's it, it's it's hard even when you reflect back over those things to think, gosh, it, it, at some point this this either changed me or just continued to kind of motivate this energy to want to to be a part of something bigger bigger than myself. And it right. feels it feels like there's a similar connection there. Do, are, is that something that you relate to or you feel? No, no absolutely. I mean, um, we can either be we can sit around and complain about the problem or we can find a way to be part of the solution and I choose to be you know part of the solution and 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 uh, you know along with that I've got on our refrigerator I've got a picture a little kid a, a little little uh, uh, Caucasian little girl she must have been about maybe four years old she was with mm-hmm. her mom and I remember them getting on the bus and they you know went to the back of the bus and when we got to where they were getting off, as they were walking by, the little girl gave me a picture of a, she drew a, a bus with a stick figured driver in the front and she wrote, I love you on that. And I just, I've been looking at that thing for almost 20 years. It's really sweet to have just these, these, these memories that remind you. Cause I think, I feel like that, that there's so many things that can just make us not feel very great about ourselves. And I definitely have had friends over the years saying, hey, man, you should you should 
you should just keep track of that. Or I've had friends like take screenshots of different things. I've texted them about so-and-so that said something kind about me. Cause every now and again, you're just, you, you just forget. And it's hard to yeah. recall. It, it, we, we, we start uh, reinforcing the things we don't love about ourselves. And I, and right. I, and I, I may that that's where comedy comes in. Cause I think comedy is kind of instant at times. And yes, and, and, and it can be quickly gratifying, but it's also, I, I just know that, that, and, and you can correct me because I, 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 I get a sense that after this pandemic and all that, 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 that people have been through for, for even with the silver lining that, that, you know, I'm fortunate for my health and I'm glad to get to talk to you, that, that, that things are hard. And I feel that there's this energy that people just want to get out and, yes. and, and see something. And, and I, I'm learning the comedy scene here and you may understand it a little bit better than me, but I, I keep thinking, why is the Seattle comedy scene? Maybe you understand this. Why is the Seattle comedy scene not as, uh, you know, flourishing the way, you know, even like New York or Chicago or San Francisco? I know we're not as dense, but but I wonder about that. But I feel like that there, that there's something going to happen here in Seattle. And I think comedy is a big part of it. What what what, yeah. what is your take on the the kind of Seattle or or this area of comedy comedy well, over here? Well, what I you know is coming from the Midwest um, and having you know, done stand up in New York and, you know, a lot of different places. Uh, the Northwest, um, look at the demographics and different things. Uh, the, the Northwest is a, is a place that I viewed as people are really, really laid back. You mm -hmm. know, like it's like uh, if you're standing at a four way stop, say downtown or something, um, and the light is green and then it turns yellow well that's when people decide to walk across the street with their starbucks coffee and <laughs> just kind of moseying <laughs> along and you know and i'm like if you don't get your ass out the street you know um <laughs> you're gonna be missing some toes you know and then i'm gonna lie and say i didn't do it but anyway um <laughs> um it's just a, it's really a really a slower groove here you know but what i found out is when i don't know um when I go in to do some comedy, man, you know, I'm like a live wire, man. We're going to shake it up. We're going to, you know, it needs, you know, we got to shake it up. We got to bring it, you know, Right. And people respond, you know, to that, you know, yes. um, um, not saying that I'm so great, but I don't know, I'm pretty good. Um, and you know, that's, <laughs> that's, that's, that's the thing, man. You know, we all during this pandemic have kind of lost our uh, connectivity. Yes. We haven't been interacting with each other, but you know, um, one of the things that I've always tried to do with my stand-up is to uh, connect um, yes. us together and to demonstrate and exhibit that we all are going through the same thing, no matter what we look like, what our religious persuasion is or whatever. We're human mm -hmm. beings and we all got the same damn problems. And yeah. so I try to highlight that, but um focus on the you know the funny stuff man that we all go through in in in, in life you know because we all go through the same things yeah we all do no yeah. matter what we would look like or whatever or how much money we got or degree that shit don't matter man we we live so many years we share so many tears and we all got the same fears man that that is beautiful i i i uh, i uh, gosh yeah, there's again there's so many things that you just said that jam packed in there that i i i i love uh, especially the connection and this kind of craving to to get out and then understanding that we are all going through this thing and 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 the laid back part i mean i'm not originally from washington and and i i sometimes feel or get the sense that 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 i mean and i always can tell when when i worked at the hospital uh, i used to work at the children's hospital here and when i would work there uh i quickly learned which patients were from the east coast which yeah. were from here and i always <laughs> knew who was from boston i can always tell who's from boston uh because because the they the, the laid backness was just was just so laid back that they they almost were, were upset by it and they yeah. have to counter it with their their bostonness the new yorkers they could they can handle it but they'll, yeah. just, they'll just like tell you directly what they're thinking, but they won't be as frustrated with you. Boston folks would get a little frustrated about it because they're like, <laughs> what is taking so damn long? Right. Yeah. 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 And that's how, you know, that's how we are from 
St. Louis, you know, in the Midwest and, you know, down south, man, let's, you know, we got to keep it moving, man. What's going on? And, it, you know, a lot of it is like, well, what are you whining about? You know, because one of the things about the Northwest is, you know, going back 10, 15 years um, when uh, the country was going through the uh, economic downturn around 2007, you know, right. uh, here in the Northwest, there were some people that got laid off work, you know, but overall up here, people are doing well and have continued to do well financially because there's always been jobs. There's always things to do. And so they never really felt that impact or this up, up until this pandemic, there was no reason to be afraid of anything because everybody's going to be okay. I mean, you know, so that's been, you know, it's pretty much uh, the attitude, but uh, you know, I, I, you know, I, I love it here and I've been here 30 years and uh, you know, it's, it's, as far as I'm concerned, it's groovy. You know, it's a groovy thing, man. And, uh, you know, I just really enjoy it and have an opportunity uh, to meet the wonderful people like you is another blessing. You know, just you're just a great guy, man. And, you you know, you're putting it out there, you know, um, when you uh, played a long train running. That's that's what I, you know, that's that's like my theme song, man. You know, I listen to that every morning on my way to work, you know, because, hey, what I love, where would your ass be? You know, where would you yeah. be now? Uh, you know? Uh, yeah. <laughs> that, that, I, I feel so fortunate because before the pandemic, I, I always go to the, the there's the, the Woodland Park Zoo over here. They have their uh, zoo tunes. Uh, and every now and again, they get like different bands. So I, I, I actually yeah. got to see the Doobie Brothers when they played. It was yeah. It was so cool. It was surreal watching them because I was like, okay, the zoo tunes gets good bands, but this is kind of amazing. They, oh, yeah. They look... Yeah, and they're rock stars. They look like you know how you would yeah. see classic rock stars look at the zoo. It was they, they yeah. played all their hits. Yeah, yeah. and I, uh, I I had the good fortune of growing up listening to them. You know, I, I go back to the the original Doobie Brothers. You know, I've watched the transformation. And mm -hmm. one of the funny things is that uh, you know Michael McDonald of the uh, Doobie Brothers. Mm -hmm. Well, when I was in high school, his father was a bus driver in St. Louis <laughs> for many years. <laughs> And when I was in high school, I used to ride his dad's bus. Yeah, Mr. McDonald. Isn't that something? Isn't that ironic? I was a drummer uh, in high school. And, I, um, and uh, I, I got on the bus once. It was, I don't know, around 1975, 76, somewhere around there. And uh, I had my drumsticks. And he saw me. And he's like, you, you know, you, you play drums, young man? Like, yes, sir. And, and uh, we were talking. And he was like, yeah, you know, my son, he... He plays, you know, he's in a band and different stuff and what happened and whatnot. And I was like, well, who is who is your son? He's like, oh, he's just a little guy named Michael McDonald. I was like, are you kidding me, man? You know, so so I ended up being a bus driver too. <laughs> and, and and you still have there's still time for you to be a famous drummer. There's it's never too late. There might be a chance where 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 you get to be uh in in a, in, a, in the mad bus driver doobie brother cover band it's still it's still his opportunity but that is so that's that's i mean his dad was just being a dad yeah. talking about his son like you know yeah, yeah my, he, my son's got this little band thing going on yeah you know, you know yeah um, and uh and it was you know just you know great you know meeting him he was just a you know just a nice nice person so that was another inspiration and he was like well you know just he told me he said well you know just keep practicing and you never know what's gonna happen you know but i'm I'm a legend in my own mind man when i'm here man i, I like i I'm, I'm the drummer. I'm the guitarist. You know, I, I do all the air guitar stuff, man. And I just act out, man. I yeah, no, it, it is. It is. It, you know, and speaking of like kids, I think that, you know, I, I have kids and, and you have kids too, correct? Yeah. And I have a, I have one son. He's 30, 34. So you, so yeah. you, so you, you know that, that uh, you know, when I, when I think about kids and, and even when I think back to being a kid and uh, I think about just kind of this, you know, this, 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 um, innocent impulsivity sometimes that kids can have yes and, and it just allows you to just create and 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 kind of go with the flow and 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 i sometimes think about this because i have two kids and i'll think particularly about my older one that's nine i'll, I'll think gosh what was i thinking about when i was nine and it's like oh my goodness i knew way more about what was going on in the world than my parents gave me credit for it so that i always try to think about that too when things are coming up or what's going on in the world and, 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 and different things are happening. And I also think back to the creativity. When my daughter was three years old, we were at the Ballard Market 
And there was a guy standing out there, like they had different, you know, people playing music on the street or whatever. And uh, there was somebody playing like the guitar with like a, a wooden puppet. Right. And I trail <laughs> yeah. around town just, just, you know, and the kids will come up and, you know, the, my daughter got very interested and, and it was starting to reach for his guitar. And I went up to try to stop her. And he said, no, no, no. He said, allow her to touch it. It's just a guitar. We don't want her. We don't want to. There's going to be plenty of opportunity to, to, to kind of get in the way of her spirit as we yeah. do with kids. So just yeah. allow her to touch it. And I backed off and then she started strumming his guitar and, and he said, see, it's all going to be fine. And I said, yeah, I yeah. Just, you know, with kids, it's always that, that, that feeling of like, got to stop them. And, 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 and I always pay attention to that. Like, am I trying, what, what, what is, what is the end game for this? So even like with you and that, that uh, with Michael McDonald's dad and you on the bus, you're, you're, you're just kind of creating these connections. Yeah. Uh, it's really unique. And, and, and I, I don't even remember how we even initially interacted. I just remember I saw something and I, you know, I know that the internet sometimes just brings through algorithms, people together <laughs> yeah, yeah, and things like that. Yeah. But uh, I, I'm just really like happy that this, this is finally working out and, and, and things are able to connect with you because on Wednesday, you're able to come to the open mic at the water wheel. Yeah, man. You know, and that's like, uh, that's like a real highlight for me, you know, to be able to come, you know, down there, man, and, and uh, just be a part of this wonderful thing that you're creating. And, and I just, you know, I, I'm, I follow you and, and I, I see this just blossoming, you know, into something really, really great. And, and I, you, you run a well-tuned machine. I like that, you know, how you, how, you know, how you, how you do your thing, you know, um, cause you know, it's people, we all need a place to express ourselves, you know, and, yeah. and things are kind of strange, you know, like in comedy, you know, it's kind of getting to a point where, you know, comedians are a little afraid or becoming mm -hmm. afraid because people are so uh, sensitive now, you know, it's like people are decent, uh, not everybody, but there are many people that are desensitized to some of the violence and all the other crazy stuff. Correct. But then, but then if you, you know, you say something, in a in, uh, in comedic or something. Oh, you hurt my feelings. You know, shit. I didn't hurt your feelings. I'm just telling you some shit that you need to know that they wanted to tell you at the Thanksgiving dinner, but you know, they were afraid. So I'm telling your ass, don't come back over to nobody's house on Thanksgiving with all them badass kids and no food. Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, if you're gonna come with the badass kids, you gotta have some food. All yeah, right? man. I can forgive the badass behavior. You have some <laughs> right. badass food. Yeah. You know, bring extra gravy. Yeah, man, do something. Be a part of this. You know, yeah. going around taking stuff, and and I'm the guy on the bus who's dropping these folks off, and I see them, and got like four kids and a half a loaf of bread and one hot dog and a half a sprite soda, and they're like, yeah, when we get to their house, make sure you head for the meat. You know, <laughs> shit like that. That's right. I mean, I I, I know people in bigger families. The the yeah, you know, and even my mother-in-law will tell me, like, you know, I come from a bigger family, so you know. Uh, we're just like, if you don't, you don't even need to ask for seconds to just go for it. And if you snooze, you lose. And, right. and, 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 and I, and I, I like that. Cause then you don't feel like this obligation of doing all these, you know, polite, man, not, I mean, I'm mannered, but it's, you just kind of understand that, that it's common courtesy in this household just to grab and go and enjoy. Right. And that's, that's how I am in life. I mean, I'm, I'm one of, uh, um, I was one of uh, eight children. Uh, I just lost a brother and uh, yeah, two weeks ago. I'm but really you know, um, I uh, thank you. Um, but uh, you know, he's resting. Um, mm -hmm. But yeah, I'm one of eight children, and uh, you know, I grew up in the early '60s, and so and I, in the Midwest, uh, it was having five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten kids. That was normal, you know. So I, um, you know, I'm, I I like that. Uh, it didn't work out. For my wife and I to have a lot, of, you know, children mm -hmm. because of her illness. But uh, you know, I like that. So you know, having come up in that environment, uh, I think that that's why I'm a people person. You know, my yeah. parents. You know, my parents had all these kids. You know, and so um, it was, you know, a great uh, learning tool for me in terms of uh, uh, camaraderie and, and learning to share. And uh, it was a different era, a different time, and people were a lot different. Then too, we were really um, connected, 
mm-hmm. to each other. The neighborhood, you knew everybody, everybody's dad, and it was just like there was just like one big family. You know, yeah, and, and you could just walk into somebody's house with your friend. And, hey, go in there and wash your hand. Wash your hand. And you just start eating. You know, and so you know, yeah, like, yeah. It was it was great then. It's just different now. You know, a lot it of is people, very they, different. They won't answer the they won't answer the door now. Like you got to make an appointment to see your cousin now, and you know all that kind of shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I I I totally uh, uh, I uh, kind of ha- I grew up in Virginia. Okay. In a yeah. small, in a small, smaller city there, and uh, I always talk about on these podcasts. Lynchburg is the name of it. Yeah, but, I've heard uh, of it. I know it. Yeah, and and I I definitely was somebody who would just want to walk over to the neighbor's house. I remember my I I I, I lived on this street. I remember the street's name was Ashley Drive. I didn't live in the house that 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 house too long, but I would always find myself at the neighbor's house. And and I and I'm Jewish, so we I always had a loud yeah. family. And yeah, I, and and it was it was fun, but it was like loud and it was chaotic and it was it was it, I yeah, mean, it, it yeah. was kind of like cartoon yeah. in some ways. Yeah, or, man. Yeah, uh, but I loved going over to the neighbor's house, who was because it, it, it always just felt like these people just are are calm. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and I and I my parents would have to like pull me away because they, they'd say, "What do you think you're moving in over here?" And I my <laughs> eyes would light up. I was like, "Yeah." Like I, like I can live with this other family and just visit you on the weekends. Yeah. It would never happen. But I've always, I've always would, would uh, found found that, and maybe that that you know I still you know I'm making sense of all this uh, uh, with the pandemic and comedy. Comedy has always been something I've enjoyed uh, since I I was a kid and my 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 family and stuff. But and 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 just you know it, you know the room I'm running, it, it's just kind of become its thing. And I didn't expect any of this, and I still am seeing it. But uh, seeing what's happening, I and I, I always can't always wrap my mind around it because I just feel like I'm a dad who just lives down the street from the water wheel, and oh, uh, you're bigger than I have that. this family, and uh, and all of a sudden now 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 people are just showing up, and it's it's really a, a marvelous thing. And like you said, I I want to create a space for people to to share their thoughts and ideas and for the audience there to have some nuance about it, not just take everything personally and, and for them to understand that they are just as much a part of like this creative project as the comedians are. Right. I mean, um, we I believe that we attract what we are, you know, and, and one of the reasons why things are, are blossoming and, and uh, going so well for you is because you're attracting what you are and what you what you represent is you represent light, you know, and we all need that light, you know, and so um, there's a place where, you know, folks can come in and, 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 and uh, basically share what's on their mind and nobody's offended and, you know, now we can all learn something from each other because most importantly, um, laughter is very, very important in our lives, you know, because um, we, you know, uh, the media and different things tells us, you know, promotes well, if, if you don't have this standard of living and you're nobody and blah, 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 blah. And uh, you'd be surprised how many people walk around with low self-esteem mm-hmm. and then they, they come into a, an environment, a comedy club, and they find out that, hey, man, shit, these people are just as fucked up as I am, but this it's all how we look at it, how we process yeah. it, you know? Thank you for that. I always say it's all a matter how you look at it. I sometimes go through, and my wife will tell me too, he's like, you know, like, come on, come on, cut out the humor. Like, and I was like, but everything is so funny. I know I have to stop, but there, there's, and I'll get into like a, like a little tiff or a little argument with my wife and I'll be like, oh, this is great. I gotta, yeah. I gotta use this yeah. for my routine. And, and, oh yeah. And, yeah. And like you said, your wife kind of helps you generally with, with your jokes or helps point out what's funny. It's the same thing that happens with me. And you know you were talking about people crossing the street and and to being so casual about this and I and I told this the other night and this was actually my wife's story but I just told it as if it was my own is that that I'll have my daughter in the back seat while I'm driving the car she'll be in the back seat I'm driving the car she and she's a back seat driver she's always telling me what to do and how to drive <laughs> yeah and then the other day this is what happened my wife pointed out cuz I was driving and I stopped you know my daughter's in the back saying you know hey dad you got to Got to go with the, the green light, stop at the red light, turn right. <laughs> and then I skip to a four-way stop and there's a car ahead and there's an adult in the front and there's like a kid, I think, in the maybe in the back. And and it's one of those situations where nobody knows when to go. And we're just right. waiting. Right. And, and the little kid 
puts their hand outside the window and waves me on. And I'm thinking, <laughs> these little kids, look at this little kid just like, and it, was, it wasn't even in like a polite way. It was kind of like a rough, like, like yeah. I, can't, I can't, I'm trying to describe it on the radio as I'm doing it. Like kind of like the sound of one hand clapping, if you can do that very yeah. fast, telling yeah. me to go. And my wife yeah. looks at me and she's like, do you believe that? Noah? Yeah. And I said, what? And she said, there is a little kid. I said, I can't believe these kids are just sitting out their window telling us adults to come along. And I said, yeah. ooh, ooh, <laughs> I'm going to use that tonight. I'm going to use yeah. that tonight. Yeah. Yeah, and, man. They're and, smart, too. No, yeah. Yeah. So it, it, it's just little things like that. And, 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 and I think that through comedy, you know, it, 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 it has allowed for me to, to just say, okay, these problems in my life should only get better. Because if I look that this is an opportunity to grow and be funny, then these things that I'm just struggling with, with, with the pain in the relationships or the hardships, right. they can all turn into something. And those, those painful moments, as isolating as they are, because we all feel alone in our worlds of, of, yeah. of, 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 of pain, but then we talk about it in front of like an audience of people and then it connects them. And then if you have that funny little segue, it makes that pain feel that much better. Yeah, you know, because we've been trained as adults, we're supposed to be this way or that way, and you know, and, and you're supposed to act like this, and you're supposed to, well, yeah, we're supposed to be nice and polite and decent and all that other stuff, but I'm not going to lose the child in me, man, because the child in me is funny, and he likes to have fun, you mm -hmm. know, and, and he's outgoing, and he's, you know, he's, he's you know, uh, uh, he's a lot of things, so I don't, I don't ever want that to to die, you know. I mean, time will make me old on its own, so I don't need to help it, you know. So through comedy, you know, I get an opportunity to, uh, you know, talk about a lot of stuff and and uh, you know share a lot of different things, and uh, you know, I'm I'm just having fun, and it's just uh, something for me that started out as, you know, like I said here at at home, where my wife has grown into something that is taking on its own life, you know, and so I'm, you know, um, very happy at what's going on. And in 2022, looks like I'll be pretty busy. And, yeah. uh, you know, I got some projects that I'm going to be working on. And the ultimate goal for me is to create a uh, television sitcom called The Mad Bus Driver. That is the goal. Great. I was just about to ask you about that because I, I, what was going through my head as we were talking was like uh, thinking about, we were talking about a bar where kind of like people know their name and, and I grew up watching Cheers. And then yeah. you, you had mentioned this this idea of, uh, of a, a show you were, were working on uh, about The Mad Bus Driver. Uh, could, could, go ahead and I'd love to hear about it because I've been wanting to, to just dive into that. Yeah. Yeah, well, I mean, you know, it's like, you know, I watch television and, and there, you know, there's some stuff that's funny, but it's all pretty much the same narratives on these shows. And so, you know, I want to create something that's real, you know, um, and to, uh, you know, show to the world, you know, the stuff, the crazy, funny stuff, unpredictable folks, you know, that show up on the bus, you know, and uh, because they're funny. You know, um, they're just funny. You know, people are people. Yes. And the bus is basically a rolling theater, man. Because, <laughs> you know, at every stop, I'm going to pick up something, someone, you uh -huh. know, who's going to be unique in their own way. And so um, it's just, uh, it's you know, it's, it's, it's hilarious, you know. And so I, um, there's nothing that I have seen on television that would even come close to the crazy stuff that happens in the different conversations that go on on the bus, man, with just everyday people from all walks of life and everybody looks different and everybody's got a different bag, but you know, um, we're all, we're all the same. And so that, that's the goal. I really believe in my heart of hearts that if I can, with some blessings from above, get this done, uh, I wouldn't be surprised if it was one of those shows that would be a super hit. I I I love the premise of it. I I it it it, it was it, it it brought back to me just the ideas of the, the of like that the sitcoms and things that that I grew up you know Cheers in Boston and oh yeah I loved and, that show back yeah. in the eighty Norm and those guys man yeah I watched that show uh, I watched that show religiously back in the eighties man and they would just like you know um, you know crack me up and you know like you were saying um, 
about the, the the child saying, you know, hurry up and go and giving you direction. Where's the same thing? You know, I pull up to the bus stop, man, and here's some guy that's really got nowhere to go. He's just roaming around the city. And but he gets on, he might sit across from me, and he's like, Well, well, how come you didn't make that light? And I was like, Well, you know, King County's hiring if you can read, you know. Yeah. <laughs> so, so, you know, shut the fuck up. You, know? right. you didn't pay anyway. There are just so many. I mean, I've sat on the bus. I mean, I lived in Chicago and I would take the bus sometimes and I'm just looking at people half the time. And, and, and I remember when I moved there and in the bus or the train, I would just be looking at people thinking, gosh, who are these people? Yeah. <laughs> And what are they doing? You know, like there's somebody on their, their phone looking like they're like some fancy business person. Right. Uh, you know, kind of young people wearing their hip clothes. Right. And, and I would just kind of be there and I would say, how can I join in on this? Right. Um, yeah. And actually, I remember once it was really quiet on and I used to take the brown line from from like downtown. I don't know. I just take the brown line back to where I lived in North Chicago. And I don't know, I may have had a few drinks or something, but I decided to just like start talking to everybody on the bus, but yeah. in a different way. Cause you sometimes have people coming on, making noise and, and right. you know, trying to, you know, like do the little thing with the tops with the little ball underneath and shake it around and, you know, get money or whatever. Yeah. And, yeah. And I, I remember I just said that, how are we doing on here today? I mean, yeah, we, right. like some of us see each other all the time and we never, like say hi and 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 I I just feel like like I want to just say hi and and see if anybody's having a good day, yeah. and then we all kind of started talking, right? And I I I always feel like that particularly because I went to Chicago in September too, and and just the whole bus is just reminding of this. And the one thing, and I've noticed there was like I mean there's a huge difference culturally between oh yeah Chicago and Seattle. And I'm sure St. Louis has that kind of similar. Oh yeah, two too. different worlds, two different yeah. worlds. And and I remember I I I got off into O'Hare, and then the next you know, then I actually went to an open mic in Chicago just for the heck of it. Somebody found somebody I I only one person and I'll, and if you ever go to Chicago, I know somebody you should go work with. But okay. uh, uh, but he 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 hosts a great mic. His name is Steve Springer, and he asked me to. He just said I could come to his open mic, and it was just a very different crowd. It was a lot of older men. Like in a very old-fashioned style of Chicago humor, there. Yeah, that I had never seen. There were like a lot of one-liners, and, uh, jokes, and things like that. Not not as as uh, like you. You have a lot of observational and stories. And anyways, I I I, I the 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 gentleman Steve and his wife said, you know, I, I had, it was in a suburb, and I said, you know, I don't I don't know how I'm going to get back. They they drove me all the way back to Chicago. And it was just really nice to do that. And then the next day I'm walking around Chicago and I just realized that everybody is just so open and welcoming, you know, yeah, even yeah. with the masks. Yeah. And uh, I felt like here in Seattle with the masks, it's almost as if like they felt like, oh, my goodness, now I, you know, now I have a reason to further social distance. And it was I felt like I felt like it was already happening here. And, and people just like, oh, now, now I can just keep going, going along with the flow. And and they, so, they're, they're legitimizing it here. You're right. It was always like that. You know, yeah. yeah, man. So, you know, shit, St. Louis, Chicago, you know, Detroit. Hey, what's going on? How you doing? God damn it. You know, yeah. we're just, you know, we're, we're just that, you know, we're just that way. Yeah. And I and I'm really hoping and that's part of the comedy here is that that that, you know, Chicago has a thriving scene. I've asked Chicago comedians about it and they they say that it's just the culture. We, we know each other. We care about each other. The city, it's a big city, but it's a neighborhood city. And I and I said, I want something like that here. I yeah. really want people just to feel like they can connect and be themselves and say what they think and not not worry so much. And we can give them like some grace and a break because that's part of comedy is if you can't practice it then it's never going to become something even better. And the best art just comes from, 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 from when you're just trying it out. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's, you know, and that's, you know, when I first started um, doing stand up, I had, you know, made observations of it and I'd watched it and I enjoyed it, but I hadn't done it. So that's what I started doing seven years ago. You know, my, my wife was, you know, kind of pushing me. I said, okay, well, what I need to do is I need to find out how to do it. And so 
I said, I need to work on the mechanics of it. And so, you know, by the one great thing about Seattle is that there's so many different open mics Mm -hmm. where, you know, that are available. And so I just started going to a little open mics here and there and, and uh, just practicing on the timing and, you know, how to set the joke up and, and that kind of thing. And then it just, you know, it just started to just naturally, you know, just flow. And then I just have all these different, you know, stories, Right. Of, you know, stuff that goes on on the bus. But then I had I've had other shows that I've done um, where um, I just talked about, you know, I talk about my life, you know, just as a person in, in, in my relationship at home and the funny things that my wife and I go through, you know, as a married couple all these years uh-huh. and, 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 you know, interacting with her and the, the difference between men and women and, you know, just just a variety of stuff. Yeah, I, 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 you don't hear, you know, because <laughs> when you get like lots of people who are like under 30, not at all of them are married with, with children or, or, right. or have that experience. So I, 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 I'm at a point where I love to hear other comedians talk about their relationships and, 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 and point out those, like, those, those little fights that we get into that are just like universal, whether it's over dishes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, all, you know, all kind of stuff is like, you know, it's like, uh, I, you know, I had a situation where I would talk to, you know, I'd go in and I, and I, you know, ask how many young people are, you know, how many people, how many people here are, you know, been married for three or four years, and you're like, yeah, like, okay, and you're madly in love, right? Yeah, okay, well, we're watching your ass. We're gonna see how you feel thirty years from now, you know. Um, because <laughs> my wife and I have been together all these times and, you know, I thought I knew this woman and all of a sudden the doorbell rang and my wife answered the door and normally she will, you know, kind of be a little precautious about it, but she just swung the, you know, she swung the door open and somebody moved into our house for a while and that bastard wouldn't leave, you know, <laughs> and uh, his, his name was Mr. Menopause. <laughs> and so we went, we went through a whole thing with that, you know, it was like a different person I was living with, you know, and so I like to talk about that, but in, in you know, in, in, a, in a funny way, man, about, you know, stuff like that. Yeah, and 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 that's so great that you and your wife, like, she's really supportive of your comedy because not every every relationship, not everybody, not everybody wants certain things talked about. But right, yeah, and so I, 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 you know, it's almost you know, like you said, your wife's kind of like this this secret writer or sidekick that. Oh yeah! Oh yeah! Yeah. Um, Yeah. Yeah, she's behind me 100 percent man. Yeah, she and she seems definitely inspiring in a lot of ways. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah. I you, you can talk more about her if you want. I, I just mm-hmm. she just sounds like a, a lovely lovely lady to 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 encourage you uh well, to, to do this. Well, you know, that's 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 helpful. You know, that's, that's that's what we need. You know, we need we need people around us uh that are supportive of you know what 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 we're doing, you know, and and um one of the things I've I found important is, you know, and I talk to young, you know, I talk to young men, you know, and talking about marriage and stuff like that. And I just, you know, I can't, it's not like I know everything, but I just have these little suggestions. And I just suggest that, you know, if you're going to be married to somebody, that's a very serious commitment. You want to mm-hmm. make sure that, you know, you're marrying somebody that, uh, you know, shares a lot of the stuff that, you know, that, that you are, that, are, you know, mm-hmm. that, that, have that connection to you and somebody that allows you to be you. Yes. You know, you gotta, yes. you gotta, if you're going to be married, man, it's gotta be with somebody that allows you to be yourself. Yeah. You know, they can help us grow and they can, you know, women, women are wonderful. They're, they're the smartest human beings on the planet. They yeah. are, they just are. And they can help us grow and mature in ways that, that we wouldn't as men be able to do alone. Cause we don't have that, certain senses about us that they have but it's wonderful to have somebody that that shares your stuff you know and and wants to see you you know do do well you know or or who just loves you and gives you a big hug even when you don't do well you know it's just that comedy just happens to be something that's working out for me i don't you know driving a bus and stand-up comedy is is something that worked out for me. You know, it would have been great to be a doctor or a dentist or something, but that wasn't what I was supposed to be. I was supposed to be driving a bus and then doing this thing here. And so my wife and I are on this journey now. Yeah, there's just, it doesn't have the same ring to it, the mad dentist. 
That makes me think too much of Steve Martin in that movie Little yeah. Shop of Horror. <laughs> yeah, you know, you know, it's, you know, it's like uh, you know, I had to get a, a hip replacement back here a couple of years ago, you know, and so it was going into the operating room and everything, and you know, they're talking to me and they're prepping me and all this other stuff, and so the doctor walks in and how are you doing, Mr. Session? And I, oh, I'm doing great, doc. And how are you doing? And and all of a sudden, I had to say, you mind if I ask you and the anesthesiologist a question? He was like, yeah, you can ask us anything. I was like, uh, were you angry when you woke up this morning? Do you have any gambling debts? You know, <laughs> you know I know you're working on me. You're going to make a lot of money off of this deal here, man. I just want to make sure that you ain't pissed off, man. You start cutting on me and shit. <laughs> <laughs> and we had fun in the, you know, we had fun in the in, in operating room, man. Oh, loosen, loosen them up, shit. Ah. <laughs> oh, ah. and you have so many. So, so it, I, I, uh, 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 I'm just trying to look at the time here. That I, yeah. I I'm trying to get all my words together. They're, my brain is moving faster than my mouth. Mm. Um, but. Uh, have you taken some time off from comedy and are, are kind of getting back into it? Is that 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 kind of no, no, I've been even through the pandemic, you know, okay. I've been doing different, you know, I've, I've done other podcasts and uh -huh. other different things. And uh, yeah, yeah, you know, I just, you know, I just I just keep going, you know, That's because good. I uh, I really is this is this is it for me. And I really believe that, you know, practice you know, you practice something long enough, you'll become good enough. And I uh, just keep going because I, I believe I can kind of feel or sense I may be wrong, but I don't think I am that uh, I'm on this path. Something, a, right. power, a power greater than me is making some things happen for me. And so I'm just, you know, preparing myself, you know, for television. You know, it is, I, yeah, no, I, I, I'm excited for that. Because uh, when you mentioned to me, I, I, like I said, I got a message from you about this and I was like, this is this is pretty awesome, man. And again, see the, what I was going to say earlier too about a Seattle-based show. Yes, we had Frasier, but it didn't accurately portray Seattle. No, all. no, no. And and I think that Seattle could use an accurate yet comedic portrayal of 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 what it is, or however your vision is. I mean, I, you you have this, and and it, it and it, I think it's such a cool idea. And if it's based around your experiences. Uh, and stories, I think it will totally. It, 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 I, I think it has a lot of potential to draw in people. I mean, and and here's the thing too. Actually, this is years ago before I lived in Seattle, and it wasn't really like it was just kind of out there. And I had like this job interview over the phone, and, um, and we were just we're, the person was just talking to me about Seattle, and and they said, you know, Seattle is one of those cities that something happens every so often that there's a movie or a TV show or something, or, yeah. or even the, the, the grunge scene, something, something comes out of Seattle and Seattle gets its mark every so often. Yeah. And I remember before, right when the pandemic started, I called some friends and I said, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if there's some like something rel like a Renaissance that comes after this pandemic. I think people are going to hone their craft artists of all kinds and it's just gonna it's what's gonna help us heal yeah and and i think that seattle is a big part of this so i would you know in in most of like i grew up watching shows in the 90s and you're describing like a show that i feel like i could have totally watched in the 90s and that is the, where we are at and i think there's something really relevant and and awesome about that so I, I really hope that, that, that this thing like gets made and whatever happens with it, you put that idea out there and it's such a cool idea. And that just that's I think it's meaningful in itself. Well, you know, I told you, man, when I get this thing jumping off my brother, I'm coming to get you because I want you on the bus. I mean, we're going to have a DJ in the back of the bus. We're going to have people trying to dance on the poles and shit. You know, I told Lolo, if you don't sit your dusty ass down. That ain't what the pose is for, you know. <laughs> <laughs> you know. Then we got, you know, we got, we got uh, uh, Marconius over here who he's really not a bad person. He just got he's special yeah. and he <laughs> likes to. I told him I said, you know, he's got these isms and a little bit of perfect. Uh, um, he's got these isms and um, what he does is he'll 
he he's afraid of women. He's afraid of rejection. <laughs> so he won't come out and say what he wants to say. So what he does is he'll he'll try to find the most beautiful looking woman, and if she's sitting in the seat alone, then he'll sit by her. <laughs> and so you know, this woman going, you know, driver, man, bus driver. Uh, uh, he's touching me. Tell him not to touch me. I said, Marconi, stop touching her. I ain't touching her. I said, you are touching her. Don't be touching her. Then he'll get up and go to another seat. Driver, he's touching me. Make him <laughs> stop touching me. And Marconi, don't touch her no goddamn more. I ain't touching her. Then all of a sudden, I got Gladys, who's 89 years old, who goes to Harborview every day because she ain't got nothing to do. And she says, hey, Marconi, he's like, what? Come over here. He says, for what? So you can touch me. You know? <laughs> <laughs> It's just it's just a load of characters, and then it you know it, it, like you know I love watching pilot I, I love rewatching pilots because then you look back at like the idea of the character and then you see yeah. how they just changed and evolved or or, or like, even with Tears I, I when I you know that Cliff was not even supposed to be a major character but then he, they, 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 he was just like on the show every now and again and then they just kept giving him more lines and like wow right. that dynamic between him and Norm is yeah. really good. It's really and, crazy, and and you, the the chemistry that just kind of builds. And I think if if you're a connector like you are, there's mm. going to be people who connect. So and, and if they they understand that, then it's 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 it, you mean it's it's just going to open up opportunities, uh, and and creative writing and so forth. So I, yeah. I, I don't know. I I I love the idea. I love you the know, idea. And I always you know I say you know on on my bus you know. I got mad bus driver out outreach services. You know, if you start messing up, we will we will reach out and touch your ass. You know, <laughs> do shit like that. <laughs> you know, and I got some people we've been working on. Uh, Joe and Jason, they're twins. Uh -huh. they're, I come, they're the kleptomaniac brothers. They're always stealing shit. You know, <laughs> so they're in their third week of uh, transitioning <laughs> to becoming good citizens, and so they wanted me to tell the people and whomever. Uh, we'll be listening to this podcast. If you work for Walmart in any capacity, they want you to know. If you work for Walmart, thank you for keeping your prices so low. They ain't going to steal no more. You know? <laughs> <laughs> it's not even worth it. See, there you go. They, 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 Walmart turned them around. Yeah, man. I'm, you know, I'm working with them. They, they're coming through the Mad Bus Drivers uh, Outreach Program. We're gonna, I got the lowest recidivism rate the world has ever seen because we will beat the shit out of somebody and the next time you see them they're the most polite people in the world you've ever seen because we got a different methodology for working with different kind of personalities well we're going to wrap up here and okay, uh, yeah. as we wrap up I a couple things is that I always will give you a call afterwards just to like check in with you but um, is there anything else that you want to say about uh, kind of your plans or anything else that you want to just plug whatever that that you think would be notable for anybody to 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 know about well i would you know um i just like to say that i'd like for the listening public to uh tune in at uh, the madbusdriver.com and they can always find out where i'm gonna be what i got coming up and uh you know and uh stay in touch and you know we got a lot of great things that are you know going to be happening um going into 2022 and uh you know uh reach out to me you know let's communicate and let's see if we can't get this thing going and i want the people to go we want them i want all the listeners to call abc nbc cbs call everybody peacock and say look get in touch with the mad bus driver we want the show we got to have the show we need to have the show so I, these guys can can call me up, man, and we can get this going and we can have you on the bus and we're going to create something here. And the world ain't never seen and it's going to be funny and it's going to be something that people can relate to. And, uh, you know, it's just it's going to be a great thing. You know, it's going to be great. And I, I thank you so much. I humbly thank you so much, sir, for uh, affording me the opportunity to uh uh, talk with you and uh hey man i love you man and thank yeah. you man for keeping the light shining man this yeah is what we i think it, it takes it, it it takes a village and uh i i i the, the the feeling and the the gratitude is totally um shared and and thank you um i'm gonna play us out uh okay. with another doobie brothers song uh just the popular one and then yeah. i'll play out and then i will fade it out and then i'll hang it up 
and then I'll give you a call. Thank you, Anthony. All right, Thank my you, brother. Bus driver. It's all right. Wonderful. Okay, take care of yourself now. <laughs>